0: Warning, this episode may contain strong language or content you may find offensive. Hi everyone, you are listening to The Fair Sub Show with your host Alan Reynolds. My guest today is the one, the only, Reese David-Jones of Inch by Inch. Reese, how are you? Very well,
1: very well. Nice to be on The Fair sub.
0: That's uh, yeah, not a problem. Uh, it's it's a pleasure to have you on. Yeah. Um, so tell me about you. What? Who are you, and what do you do, and what is Inch by Inch?
1: So my name is Rhys Jones. <laughs> um, yeah. So in terms of what I do, I'm in the middle of setting up Inch by Inch, which is a mental health. First and foremost, uh, charity, but also helping people on the addiction side of things as well. Um, lots of what we do and what's coming is to do with my own personal issues that I had. I needed to address to change my life, and in doing so, I've noticed how many other people were suffering. So I've downed tools. We were living in Cornwall for three and a half years, and we've come back to get this up and running and help as many people as possible.
0: Amazing. So what, what? how do you sort of approach people? Do you approach, the people approach you saying they, they're looking for help or do you approach them? You see them post up on social media, they're not, you know, they, they put up some really uh, like a, a, like a status asking for help. Do you approach or I what, how would they work?
1: You have to be obviously a little bit sensitive regarding it, but um, if there, there is, especially at the moment, there's quite a lot popping up on Facebook that... Rather than comment, I would just put a little bit about our group and what we do underneath. Um, And then that normally will then transform to an inbox from who we're trying to reach out to. But I would say the majority of the people that we get are people that are... Either being preferred by friends or family or people that are watching the videos that I put out on a daily or a weekly basis
0: I mean it so you do a lot you organize a lot of walks new what how successful are these walks and how how many people do get on the walks and you know what do you do on these walks that you know
1: so the walks it come again from just being out in nature from my own personal um, sufferings if you would like so we started off Um, a walk and talk session Um, our first couple of walks we've had five or six people but they have grown massively and I think the last three that we've done we've had numbers between 30 and 50 people coming so the growth has been tremendous but also the mixture in different types of people from different walks of life has been insane so we've had youngsters from 19, 20, 21 up to a chap up to the age of 72 so Mixing people together, um, sharing experiences while you're on the walk, um, also people who are suffering, listening to other people suffering, lets you know that you're not suffering alone, and that there are others out there that are in the same boat as you. When we're on the walk, we try to make it as fun as possible, so we'll have down tools and we we'll set a little fire, we'll cook sausages, we'll have a little chat. Um, we've got a few other things lined up. Like we're going to do a few activities, like a bushcraft day, um, horse therapy on a the next walk, where people get to interact with horses. And there's loads in the pipeline. But the walk and talk, I think, definitely works in terms of not curing, but helping people with anxieties, depressions, and even loneliness. We have people that are just lonely who go to the doctor. And the doctor are giving them fucking antidepressants. They don't need antidepressants. Yeah. They just need a little
0: bit of structure and something to look forward to. Do you think then, in in one key ele- like one key element of battling anxiety or some sort of mental health issues that people do have, would be keeping busy, having a tight schedule, and and doing as much as possible before you know you start thinking, overthinking.
1: Without the shallow-doubt structure and having a routine in place is key. Um, this comes from experience, from someone who lived such a hectic life, but a lot of it would involve doing nothing. But you always feel like you're busy to actually having a routine where I'm up, I'm training, I'm walking, I'm meeting people, I'm doing PR stuff, I'm speaking to people. It, it just doesn't give me time to sit down and be alone with my thoughts too often, mm-hmm. and I find that when I am, I will then go and find something to do and learn about what my triggers are so that I don't put myself in that
0: environment. I mean, you you get, I, I notice on social media and, and in uh, the news, you you repeat appear you repeat a lot. Do you find it, you know, you feel under pressure sometimes, or sometimes might, like, crack because you're having all this attention? Is it something majorly you... you, you you know, you can cope with or not cope with?
1: That's that's a really good question. So, it's, I'm very, very lucky with what I'm doing. I have the right people around me. Um, You'll see up-and-coming visitors and charities and lots of them will do well and some will fall on their face. Um, And that's due to the support structure you have, not just regarding what we do, but in my life. So, my partner Chelsea's fucking amazing. Without her, I wouldn't be here today. Um, but also I have Darren and Justin who keep me grounded Um, and also with my training that I do with Darren it allows me to vent what's on my chest or what's, if I feel that I've had quite a lot of exposure that week we're in the gym, I get everything off my chest and we just move on so also while the publicity is nice I did find myself for a little bit on social media hunting likes and comments when I first started doing it that's an addiction in itself, um, being accepted if you like. Yeah. Um, but learning how to deal with that has been brilliant for me because you, you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the pressure, I actually thrive on it at the moment. It's, it's going really well. Do you
0: it's do you, do, you, do you sometimes think people are you know that the, the see you post on social media? I know this is gonna be probably a tough question for you to answer, but do you think people are thinking, oh, there he is again? he's doing it for attention or oh look it's, it's him again popping up you know or do they generally think that go on reese do it like you know it's, show people how to do this
1: it's 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 brilliant that you say all right because when i first started doing it there was one really negative comment kind of to come through that actually made me spill my guts the following day which is where this is all kind of started started from me documenting me wanting to lose weight Um, something come through, I then started opening up. So, the majority of what messages and comments and phone calls and everything we get, I would say 90% of them are positive. And without that, we wouldn't be where we are today. You do get the odd arsehole and idiot that are, I would say, a little bit ignorant to what we do and don't really look into it properly. And there's been some videos where I've even mentioned, I'm not doing this for attention, that isn't really something normal to say, Ellie, but I'm saying it because I may have had a comment or a message come through. Um, and as positive as you want to be, sometimes it only takes one bad apple to ruin the bunch. So again, having the people around me that can secure my thoughts is fucking spot on. Yeah. But it is learning how to deal because you still get them. But as I said, we're very lucky; it's very thin and far between what comes
0: Tell me tell me a bit more about Chelsea. How has she been able to how do you think she's been able to cope with being by your side and you going through all these different issues and then obviously supporting you with the charity that you've set up? How does she how do you think she copes? I, I don't
1: know. And honestly, I don't honestly don't know. I mean she's one strong human being anyway. She she had to grow up really quick, unfortunately. She lost her mother at a really young age to cancer when she was 13 at the time. So she, she's had to learn to deal with her own grief. Um I think that's made her stronger. But she obviously loves me to bits.
0: She's a bit mad really. I I can uh, see why. I can (laughs) see I can see I can see why, honestly I can't see why. She
1: she's just stood by me. There's been times where I don't know how or why she has, but she's always supposed me in what I do. I mean at the moment I've gone from a very high-paid job to in the middle of setting this up, which it brings hardly any money in at the moment. But we, you know, we're getting by. But it does bring extra stress and pressure. Sorry, stress and pressure. <laughs> it's our coffee, but it's the coffee. <laughs> it's the coffee, I know. Um, but she adapts to every situation that we go through. So she's my rock. Without her, none of this would be possible. So she is a fucking incredible human being. I don't think she listened to this. and I'm lucky tonight, then. <laughs> <laughs> there's only hope, isn't there? Yeah.
0: Tell me about your, you know, your bestie Darren. How how does he ground you? Because there's a lot of people out there like thinking, how do, how can I ground someone who is similar to yourself? How can I do that?
1: It's, it's mad even talking about it now. I got goosebumps and I may start to cry, which people might find strange. But didn't really know Darren. I knew who he was and would have said hello and speak to him, but. When I was in Cornwall, um, and I was posting these videos, lots of people were seeing the positive of what I was doing. But he could kind of figure out that there was lots of negative stuff that wasn't coming through that needed to be channeled. And me and him started speaking via messenger and beyond comment. Um, And he just got me. And he, he understood stuff about me that no one really has without me ever talking about which is quite a fucking hard thing to do um, so I made a promise that if I come home I wasn't ever planning on coming home Oh yes, here you are i go to the gym with him thinking ah, that'll happen but as time sort of moved on then I got back and he kind of made me go to the gym with him and I honestly feel like I've known him all my life he gets me he knows when I'm under pressure um he allows me to open up and look he has his own issues in life as well so he gets to share, but the main thing for me is his attitude and positivity, it drives me fucking mad how positive he is but it's also had a rub off effect on me it's helped the way that I think my mindset um, so most people need to try and get a Darren in their life
0: <laughs> Everyone needs a Darren in their life, you've heard it here on the FAHSA podcast So we're going to talk about, uh, you've picked a track to for the listeners uh, to here what what is this track and why have you picked this track Fat Man Scoop who's fucking
1: (laughs) No, we're (coughs) going to go with Emily (laughs) Emily Sandy read all about it Um, if you listen to the lyrics a lot of it sings home for lots of people that are suffering with mental illness but there are lyrics in it that I find personal that kind of drive me to want to speak up for not just myself, for others who are maybe a little bit scared to speak up. So the words in it are fucking amazing. Um, and we're actually in the middle of about to do a little film ourselves with the benches that we're introducing. So I'm actually going to be writing to her this week to see if we can use her music in the little clip, whether she says yes or fuck off, I don't know, but
0: um, that's my song. Amazing. So here is Emily Sunday. Read all about it. <laughs> okay, so Reese, we've got all this serious stuff out the way about what you do. Let's have, have a bit of a laugh now, okay? So if you were to do something really stupid now. What would it be? Without thinking, what would it be? What would you do right now if you were going to be someone really funny and stupid?
1: <laughs> oh, fuck. What, as in this moment in time? Right
0: now, right now if you would go, I'm going to do this, what would it be?
1: Well, I'm quite an instinctive person, so I have be known to just go and grab a passport and fuck
0: off. Okay. <laughs> well, please don't do that, because I, <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd like to get this uh, this podcast then, And also, I don't think Chelsea would be too happy, your partner. Erm... Um, Funniest moment, if you can think of like a funny story, you think, oh my god, I can't believe I did that. What, what sort of funny moment, a funny story would be the funniest, would be on the top of your list?
1: It probably is touching on what we just mentioned. So, <laughs> I, um, I've been part of day drinking. I got a taxi home at Ways Island International and I ended up sneaking into the house. Probably my passport, my ex-missus, at the time, was there. Um, when I woke up in Ibiza on board the following
0: morning! <laughs> it
1: was not fucking good, so I ended up having all my stuff made to fucking it. At the time, it was funny. But I don't know what the fuck they let me on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so That's many,
0: many, many moons ago. Obviously, they knew you were going to Ibiza and they were like, oh, he's just going out to <coughs> a party. And he's already having a party, so why not jump on the plane? Well, what, what? as a kid but growing up have you got like a really fond memory of growing up
1: yeah so for me and it's mad because things I think life comes around in full circle. so rugby was always my driving ambition um I wasn't a bad rugby player but I never really had the dedication that, but I used to fucking enjoy it um so many good memories are, whether it's crazy rugby tours, probably half the stories I couldn't give you. Um,
0: <laughs> I'm, or, su- I'm pretty sure you can. You're pretty,
1: <laughs> you're pretty safe
0: on this show, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or it's just being in that team environment with boys that you've grown up with, and that sort of worrying all in sort of mentality. Um, I didn't realise how much I'd missed rugby until we got involved in the School of Ard Knox this year. Yeah. Um, and it's come full served. I actually played the full game of rugby last week, which is the Fair first time you. in nine years. So I'm still a little bit fucked today. <laughs> we like a week down the line, so I'm still <laughs> aching. But yeah, so uh, rugby growing up was, was my my go-to.
0: Oh, day for So have you got, like, I always ask... This question to all I guess, have you got a funny joke? Yes. What is your funny joke? What do you call man with no shins? What what I don't know. What do you call a man with notions? Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God. Right? I ask this question every episode and I'm sure they're just getting worse and worse. <laughs> And worse, I think that one of my last guests, uh, which was Gareth Bale, the actor, and he t- he told me a, a, a joke, which was how do you, and he stood up. He said it's more of a, an action uh, a joke. He stood up. He said, how do you sell a caravan to a dwarf? And least I said I don't know. And he said, do you want to buy a caravan? <laughs> and I <was> like, and <laughs> yeah. that got me tickled. And, <laughs> and, and I don't know. Like my my one of my favourite but worst jokes is probably what's black and white and eats like a horse zebra zebra see it works every time works every time um, so yeah we're gonna touch on a few other things before we before we wrap this up where where do you see yourself now in five years? So
1: my my aim with what we're doing is I want inch by inch to be a branded charity if you like so that. It's on the tip of everyone's tongue. If you look at from my own personal experiences, I've had to go kicking down doors to find help, and lots of times just turned away. Um, if you look at like a brand like Nike, everyone knows about Nike. So throughout South Wales, I'd like Inch by Inch to be known. So if someone is having issues, or if you've got a friend or family member that is struggling, you don't have to go hunting. You actually know, fuck, Inch by Inch. So that people, don't get me wrong, they're people that we have to signpost elsewhere. Yeah. But if you build relationships with other charities and organisations and crisis teams, then you can get people the right help without having them to go through negative, 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 then finding help. So that would be my aim. Um, I'm quite determined and I've got the right team around with me, so no doubt we'll fucking do it.
0: Amazing. So there's a couple of events coming up. Is there anything in particular that you're sort of. Organising at the moment. that's that. So we
1: got loads going on. The comedy. The, oh fuck! You're doing a comedy night. Now. I.
0: Oh my god! I am. I just remembered, and it's on the 27th of March. Funny so enough. In the that's the in Pontyclean Athletic Club. So, so we. So yeah, that is the comedy night for Inch by Inch, going ahead on the 27th. Uh, I don't know what the ticket prices are yet because we haven't come around to that yet. But there is definitely a comedy evening coming up. Uh, four inch by inch, by inch um, on the 27th of March in the Pontypridd Athletic Club. Um, Rhys, thank you so so much for being a guest and being so open. This is the whole point of face-up is opening up to me. I'm asking questions, and people tend to open up and confess in some sort of way. Um, I am going to leave you with uh, with a track now, guys. Uh, thank you all for listening. This song is kind of because of this episode, because of what he does, and this is Rocket Man by Elton John. (laughs) Thank you, Reese. Thanks, brother. Much love. Speak to you soon.